We're going to celebrate an anniversary, an awesome anniversary, or horrible. You'll see what I'm talking about next. I love anniversaries. All right, that was a lie. I actually don't love anniversaries. I forget my own sometimes. I actually have to put a calendar reminder in there. I shouldn't disclose that to everybody, but I have to I have to get a heads up a couple days ahead of time so I remember to buy flowers and all that. But I do think anniversaries do have they have a benefit. And here's the benefit now when we talk about things that have happened. I often remind people about horrible things, political things, things the communists have done in this country. I remind people about things that have happened, not because people were stupid, because there's so much news out there now. It's an endless avalanche of news in your phone and your TV and everything. And there's so much, so much disaster. There's so many scandals. One tyrannical thing on top of another tyrannical thing that you're thinking about this one and really you forgot about the one five days ago that was even worse than that. I mean, for instance, right now, right now, before I get to this anniversary, we do remember, like, 15 minutes ago, the Attorney General of the United States of America looked at concerned parents who didn't want critical race theory and COVID madness in their schools, and he sicked the FBI on them publicly. The, the, the federal government just used the Federal Bureau of Investigation to intimidate concerned parents. That is Soviet style stuff. That's nuts. And it's happening right now. So I thought we should celebrate another anniversary. New York Post, a year ago today, they ran a story. What was that story? Well, somebody somehow, some way, got their hands on Hunter Biden's laptop. Apparently he has dozens of, the, dozens of these things where he inexplicably records every crime he's ever committed. On this laptop, there was so much. And I'm not going to actually get into the personal stuff and all the ugly stuff. I'm not getting into that. Let's just talk about the emails and the business ties. And it all looked really, really bad. It looked like, in fact, we now know since it's all been authenticated, it looked like Hunter Biden is extremely corrupt and has used his father as an aide in that corruption. And it also looked like his father was getting paid for it. It looked like this family is a political crime family that has used Joe Biden's influence to enrich itself. It looked awful. And the New York Post runs this bombshell story. And remember, that's last October, right? So the election was in November. It's a big deal. Okay, Joe Biden's the Democrat nominee at the time. He's potentially the commander-in-chief and possibly compromised by China. Certainly in a compromising position when it comes to his son and all the disaster there. Uh, this is, could you even remember a presidential scandal that big leading up to an election? A real one, not something fake. A, a real one with documentation, emails and everything. It's a big deal, right? That should be a Pulitzer Prize. Should be a Pulitzer Prize. Except the system decided it didn't want you to see that information. So outlets like Twitter and Facebook banned the sharing of it. Here's the media covering it up. 
Does it surprise you at all that this information Rudy Giuliani is peddling uh, very well could be connected to some sort of Russian government disinformation campaign? U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. And unverified emails about his business dealings, a story that many intelligence experts say has all the hallmarks of a foreign interference campaign for him. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, that whole thing is, mm -hmm. has been fizzling. It looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. Investigators are looking into whether emails that purport to show business dealings of Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, are connected to a Russian disinformation campaign. Didn't that creep you out just now? I even knew the video we were going to play you, and now I'm beyond creeped out. That's how broken and corrupt and disgusting the American media is in this country. Immediately, they locked shields in protection of their God. Oh, no, Russian disinformation. But look, I shouldn't actually be too hard on them. The media did actually look into it, and they authenticated everything that was on the laptop, which is pretty cool, right? That's awesome journalism. Except uh, they did that three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. September. Long after Joe Biden has taken the reins, long after he's been seated in the Oval Office, long after Joe Biden has torn through this country like a hot knife through butter, the media has taken the time to authenticate every single thing in this original New York Post article. And no, I'm not going to let it go. That cover-up by the American media and big tech potentially changed this country for the worse forever. And remember this from the Media Research Center? They did a poll. 36% of Biden voters were not even aware of the Hunter Biden story. 4.6% of all Joe Biden voters would have changed their vote if they had known. That means Donald Trump would have won the election with 289 electoral votes. Instead, we have a half-functional communist as president of the United States of America who's destroying and embarrassing this country. I'm not going to let that go. I choose to remember. I choose to remember the people who are supposedly bringing you the news and saving democracy. I remember what you did, every single one of you. And I remember you, Joe Biden. I remember the lies you've told. Every major national, international, and local news operations looked into it has said it's a lie. This is the president's flat line. So there's not been a scintilla of evidence pointed out that anything is wrong. There's not a single solitary scintilla of evidence anywhere. There's not been one scintilla of evidence that my son ever interfered, that I ever asked me anything, that I ever got involved in anything. I mean, come on. This is... So... <laughs> These so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence not one little tiny bit. Come on. Don't you love that? Every time that idiot is called out on his corruption or lies. Come on, man. Come on. We even had a business partner. You remember this? Tony Bobolinsky? We had his business partner come on and say on the record, 
that the big guy referenced in Hunter Biden's emails was Joe Biden and that 10%, that was Joe Biden's cut. We had it. And we have further proof. We learned from the Daily Mail Joe Biden was involved because the emails found on the laptop reveal that Joe and Hunter shared bank accounts and paid for each other's bills. Oh, oh, and before I forget where we are now, because that's where we were then, where are we now? Remember, from the emails, it really looks like Joe Biden, if, if he was to become president back then, that he would be really compromised by China. They would potentially be able to make him do the things they wanted to do. Now, I just want to bring this up really quickly. Think about the eight, nine months of Joe Biden's presidency. Has China enjoyed it? Have you thought about that? And let's not forget, Hunter Biden, he's now an artist. And if you talk to actual artists, I'm not one, but I do talk to them from time to time, painfully. If you talk to an actual artist, they'll talk about Hunter Biden's art and they'll laugh about it. I mean, it's terrible. Like, he's a drugged out 50 year old. He's not making good art. And yet he's selling. He just sold five pieces of artwork for $75,000 each. He sold one piece at one point in time for $500,000. And we don't know who he's selling them to. And we don't know who he's selling them to. And all those journalists who told you about Russian disinformation, and it was the Russians and Russian this and Russian that, and can you believe those Russians? Every single one of those journalists, they are mysteriously silent on the fact the son of the president of the United States of America, who's still financially invested with China and has endless apparently corrupt foreign ties, now makes six figures for crappy artwork. And we don't know who's buying them. Anonymous buyers? They're all anonymous buyers? Really? Let's just let that go for a minute because I do have one thing to say here before we wrap this up and we have a big show for you tonight and great guests. It's going to be a wild show. I'm going to switch gears here briefly. We've seen Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. We've seen the destruction it's, bring, it's brought to this country. And then we've seen governors, leaders like Ron DeSantis do his own mandate saying, no, businesses, no, 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 no. You're not going to be giving vaccine mandates in my state. Absolutely not. Nope, you will buck that. The people in my state who choose not to get vaccinated, they will be protected. Since then, Greg Abbott, who has a tough primary challenge, has chosen to follow along, of course, about six months too late. But Greg Abbott has stepped up and said also, no, 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 no. No private businesses in my state. This won't happen here. And what I've been seeing is this. I see various pockets of the right, pundits and politicians saying things like, that's not free markets, that's not freedom. It was wrong when Joe Biden did it. It's wrong when they did I just have to say this now. All political ideologies and philosophies are not made for all times. In fact, I would argue there's not a single political ideology out there that is built for each and every time and place. I'm as small government as it is humanly possible to be. I think they're all a bunch of idiot, corrupt scumbags, and the government should be teeny tiny and stay out of my life. However, 
We are not in a perfect world where we've just found this new land, we're creating this new country, and let's figure out how to work it. We are in 2021, where the federal government has now linked arms with corporate America, who's linked arms with Hollywood and the education system and the federal bureaucracy, and every part of this government has now linked arms firmly against you. They have aimed their sights at every single person on the right, and they intend to destroy you until you submit. These are not normal times, and we cannot live and let live our way out of these times. We either stop the communist hordes now, or there's not going to be any haggling about is this freedom, is that freedom, is this right, is that right, because we're not going to have a country left. The sappers are under the wall. The enemy is battering down the gates. And everybody on our side seems to want to have a meeting about how long the HOA should allow the grass in the front lawn. Stop them or nothing else matters. That's why I have been telling people, I don't care what you are on the right. Libertarian, nationalist, conservative, neoconservative. I don't care what you consider yourself. It doesn't matter to me at all. I am an anti-communist. I'm not a libertarian, conservative, Republican, national. I'm none of these things. I am an anti-communist. Not because I don't have my own ideas on what the federal government should look like. I'm an anti-communist because I believe 100% either we stop the communists or none of the other conversations here matter. We're all just rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic unless we stop the communists. So all these different factions on the right come together. Come together now. We don't have time for that. Well, honestly, I read the Federalist Papers, and if you read Article 10, Section 9 of the Constitution, the guy who just lost his job and has to tell his wife they're selling the house doesn't want to hear you describe the Federalist Papers to him. He wants to hear you tell him how you're going to protect him from the communist hordes. All right, I'm calm down. I'm fine. I'm calm down. We're going to talk about some election integrity next. Now, all that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, let me tell you something else that's going to make you uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Your emails, they're not safe. They're not secure. Pardon the pun, but they're not. They're being read. They're mining your data. They're gathering the information in your private emails and they're mining it and they're selling it and they're reselling it and there's virtually nothing you can do to stop them unless you go get secure. You see, for $7.50 a month, you can get secure. It's not subject to the whims of politicians here or this federal bureaucracy here. Why? Because it's based in Switzerland. It is untouchable. And when you go to secure.com today and use the promo code JESSE, you can save 25% for an entire year. Secure.com, promo code JESSE. They are reading your stuff. Go get secure now so they stop. We'll be right back with some election integrity updates. Hang on. You know what's so wild to me? how disconnected the federal politicians are and the American media on both sides is, how disconnected they are from the rest of the country. And I guess it shouldn't be wild 
If you look at a map of the United States of America, just picture a map there. You're just going to have to go with my hands for now. If you just picture a map there, and you look at where 90% of your media is produced, it's all New York, D.C., Atlanta. L.A. a bit, too. All of it's there. So you just, you have this huge, diverse country, right? All 50 states and all different values and places. Four spots. Four spots is where they make all your media. And they just simply, no matter how much they try, no matter how much time they spend online, I'm trying to figure out what real people think. They cannot connect themselves with the entire rest of the country. That's why I'm so happy that I live in Houston. I don't live in any of those places. When, when I'm done here, when I'm done entertaining the masses every night on TV, I go home, I don't hang out with any political people. I don't hang out with reporters or writers or senators or congressmen. I go home and I hang out with construction guys, restaurant owners, plumbers. Uh, I just hang out with managers. I hang out with normal the people you hang out with. That's who I hang out with. And I think it's a huge benefit. You look at these polls in this country about how different they think versus how we think. It, it is stark. There's a new Rasmussen poll out. 56% of people in the United States of America believe cheating affected the outcome of the election. 84% of Republicans, 54% of independents, and 32% of Democrats. 60, 65% of correspondents said that mail-in voting options will boost cheating. Now, we're just going to pause right there for a brief moment. I want you to... I want you to dwell for a moment on all the Republicans or people on the right, writers you read, people you watch on television, people you listen to on the radio. Uh, let's talk about the politicians, United States senators, congressmen. Think about everyone on the right who has told you repeatedly since the election, it was the fairest election ever. Shut up. There is no cheating. It's what are you, are you some crazy wingnut conspiracy theorist? They're just convinced of it. And convinced if you think that way, you're a nutball. When the majority of the country, a comfortable majority of the country thinks that way. These people are totally divorced from reality. And I brought this up before. Okay, even if you took that, that, that tact right off the bat, there was no cheating. Okay, fine, fine. I'm always, no matter what, I'm always in the wait and see camp. You know me. I didn't know. I, I didn't know. It looked bad. wasn't sure. It looked bad. How can we explain things like this Arizona audit? Have you seen this? The Arizona Attorney General has confirmed investigating election fraud. There are reports that nearly 700,000 ballots had an issue, and 284,000 ballots, that's 10%, by the way, one out of every 10, lacked evidence. It was the original ballot received. Now, in case you're trying to wrap your mind around those numbers and what that means, I think it was around 11,000 votes separated Joe Biden from Donald Trump in Arizona. That's the Arizona Attorney General. He's not some wingnut online sitting in his basement with tinfoil on his head. That's, that's the Attorney General of Arizona, a really important state. Unless you think it was the only state. Georgia, they just fired election workers. Why did they fire these election workers? Well, I do want to point out these election workers worked in Fulton County, Georgia, the most important swing county in the entire state of Georgia. It's the one that decides elections. 
they fired these election workers for shredding hundreds and hundreds of uh, applications, voter registration applications, hundreds of them. Now, I've been told a thousand times this was the fairest election ever. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Maybe it was. Let's dig into it then. If it was the fairest election ever, why are election workers working in the key swing county of the key swing state? Why are they shredding registrations? Do you think there was just a new office shredder and they wanted to test it out? What possible explanation could there be for shredding all these applications. I'm just asking questions. Are we allowed to do that still? Or do we still have to take the communist narrative every single time and pretend like it's real? Safest election in history. Oh, that's ridiculous. What did we learn? 2020 election investigation in Wisconsin. The judge has ordered the release of the results there. Joe Biden only won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. The probe reportedly zeroes in on Democrat machine tactics and rule changes. And just the news reports that nearly 250,000 people potentially voted without complying with voter ID rules. Okay. Why? Again, I have to come back to why. It's just like the election workers shredding those documents. Why wouldn't you show ID? I mean, let's be honest. I understand Democrats have lied about this and made it some stupid race issue and all these other things. Everyone has ID. Poor people do. People without a driver's license do. You go down to the DMV and you just get a different form of government ID. as your picture on it. It's something everyone has. 250,000 people didn't show ID? I have to ask, why? And, hey, we have Mitch McConnell. I mean, we're talking about the most powerful Republicans in Washington, D.C. We have Mitch McConnell out there still telling everybody, no cheating, safest election ever. And he's not alone. Look, this is rampant. Again, probably the pundits you read or watch on TV, or listen to on the radio, will say things like this. Safest election ever! How can we say that now? All right, we still got a lot lot of show for you tonight. We have a sheriff coming up for you next, but first. Home title theft is sweeping the United States of America. It is the cybercrime out there that's doing the most damage. The FBI is gravely concerned about it, and yet it's the one most people don't even know it exists. That's the, that's the brutal thing about it. People find out about it after it happens to them. I did. I open up an email, and there's my home title, and there's my signature on it, and my wife's signature on it. Your home title's online. They hack into it, forge your signature on it, bankrupt you with it. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and stop any tampering of your home title now They detect any tampering and they shut it down immediately. In fact, you might already be a victim of this and you wouldn't know it. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com and put in your address free and find out if you are. HomeTitleLock.com. Go sign up. Protect yourself. We'll be right back with the sheriff.
My name is Philippe Cunningham, and I'm the Minneapolis City Council member representing the 4th Ward in North Minneapolis. I did not know that said defund police on the front of the stage until I saw the picture in the New York Times. I didn't know that that was on the front of the stage. Like, you know, like, I, I got got. And, like, now people are saying that I talked about defunding the police. Like, I literally never said that. I and across the entire city over the past two weeks, we have seen that it is possible for, to keep, for us to keep our own community safe. In North Minneapolis, as the buildings were being broken and burned by white supremacists and extremists, MPD was nowhere to be found. We were doing the best that we can with what we had. How about that? Video, isn't it a wonderful thing? Joining me now, Sheriff Rich Stanek. He's the former Hennepin County Sheriff of Minnesota. Sheriff, I obviously don't, I don't think you're sitting back cheering what's happening right now in Minnesota. I think it's horrible, especially because I used to visit Minneapolis all the time when I was a kid, and I wouldn't even visit it now if you paid me. Uh, it's not going well, though, this whole defund the police. Are the cops not the ones that were the problem? Abolish and defund. You saw the letters. They were three feet high on the stage in front of all those Minneapolis City Council members saying abolish and defund our local police department and that is what they're absolutely trying to do. Murders here are skyrocketing. FBI says murder rates are up 30% nationwide. We wish they were only 30% here in Minneapolis. We've had 503 people shot already this year. It is unbelievable what's happening. The city council wants to take control of the police department. They have no plan moving forward if they're successful with this ballot initiative. And, you know, I mean, what do you tell the residents of the city, much less the police are putting their lives on the line every single day? Sheriff, I have to assume that those cops who want to go out there and do good and protect, and I have to assume they're leaving. I, I have to be honest, if I committed myself to protecting others, and I got dumped on like that, I'd go to the suburbs of Florida and I'd be pulling over little old ladies for swerving too much. I wouldn't sit for that crap. You know, over one third of the police department has already left their ranks in the last 18 months. Recruitment? Who wants to be a police officer? Who wants to work in the Minneapolis <laughs> Police Department? I'm a proud member. 25 years I served in and 12 years as sheriff of that county. But, you know, I gotta say, uh, you really can't blame them. They do not have any support at all from their elected officials. Sheriff, we, we keep hearing violent crime is up, and it obviously is up. Murders are up, shootings are up. It's obviously really bad, as you just pointed out, in places like Minneapolis. Can you expand in detail a little bit more why? What, what happened that is now creating this situation where there's so much more violent crime? Give, give us details. Why? Look, we had the tragic death of George Floyd. The officers are in trial or one of them was already convicted. However, moving forward, the police want to be supported as well. They operate within the boundaries and the parameters that the citizens put upon them. But when their own elected officials turn on them and say, look, we no longer want the police and this ballot initiative November 2nd coming up here in Minneapolis, which would abolish and defund the police is just the beginning. If they're able to successfully do it here, they'll do it in other major U.S. cities across the country. Other places have reduced uh, the funding for police. But you know what? 18 months later, they're coming back around. They're watching these sky, they're watching these crime rates 
skyrocket. I belong to a group called fightforheroes.com. It provides education about what this abolish and defund movement means and what you can do to get involved. Sheriff, the city council has plans to replace the police department <laughs> with the Department of Public Safety. Would you please explain to me this grand plan? I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, they would take the uh, management and authority of the police department away from the mayor and the uh, police chief. They'd create a Department of Public Safety that may or may not include police officers. It certainly will include social workers. They can do that now. Many progressive U.S. cities across the country include social workers when responding to mental health calls. You know, the problem is they want the cops to do everything from A to Z. They want us to be the therapists. They want us to be the addiction counselors. They want us to be the mental health experts. They want us to be the marriage counselors. I mean, come on, they've got a job to do. It's tough enough. Our response times went from about three to four minutes to answer a 911 call when somebody needs help to over 15 minutes. It's unbelievable. Sheriff, sure, nothing bad can happen in the course of 15 minutes, though. That's not that long, right? 15 minutes, and you wonder why, like you said at the beginning of the show, hey, I won't even come back to Minnesota. Many residents are forced to take things in their own hands. You know, the other day, a rolling gun battle between two cars through downtown Minneapolis, downtown Minneapolis, the economic hub of Minnesota. Eventually, the two cars end up in a crash, and they kill another innocent woman on a moped, a scooter. Uh, the other day, residents of North Minneapolis said, hey, Governor, they wrote him a letter and said, please declare our neighborhood a war zone. Send in National Guard troops, send us state troopers. All they got in response was crickets. They talk a good game, but they got to produce at the end of the game. And producing is what we need right now. Residents of Minneapolis and the Minneapolis police need to be supported and be safe. Sheriff, I, I have to ask because you brought up the economic hub. I, I understand that we're talking about lives and things like that here, but I can't imagine the businesses headquartered in Minneapolis are going to stick around for this. you got to be able to have clients in town and go out for a steak without getting shot. Well, literally, you can walk down, <laughs> as I did, downtown Minneapolis uh, last a couple evenings ago. You can fire a shot down the street at... Uh, uh, at 8th and Hennepin, 8th and Nicollet, which is in the middle of downtown Minneapolis, and not hit a single soul. Unfortunately, there is nobody down there. They're down to one-third of the people who normally would come downtown to live, work, play, recreate. They're not going. Our professional sports teams, sure, they're still anchored on both ends of the, of the city in downtown. But in between, there isn't anybody around. And nobody's coming back anytime soon. Businesses are leaving in droves. Sheriff, thank you so much. I appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Stay safe. We got David Ng joining us next, talking about Hollywood and funding and China and the movies you watch. Should you watch them? We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, let's talk about FlippingMadeEasy.com. I love when a business makes things easy for me. That's what I want. Make things easy for me. Because I, I'm busy. I know you're busy. I know you've thought about flipping houses because everybody with half a brain has thought about flipping houses. FlippingMadeEasy.com, they put it all in one spot. Everything. 
the vendors you might need. Uh, I need an electrician. I need this. I need... It's all on FlippingMadeEasy.com. But Jesse, I don't understand what houses would I even buy in my area and flip. That's on FlippingMadeEasy.com. You need information, articles, and experts, and tips, and tricks. It's all on FlippingMadeEasy.com. They have created your home flipping business for you at FlippingMadeEasy.com. Go to FlippingMadeEasy.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get yourself a platinum membership. FlippingMadeEasy.com. Promo code JESSE. We'll be right back with David Ng. Gender is a fact. This is a fact. Every human being in this room, every human being on Earth, had to pass through the legs of a woman to be on Earth. That is a fact. Man, that is super controversial, right? Joining me now is David Ng. He's the Breitbart News, Entertainment, and Technology reporter. David, I guess we shouldn't even start with how insane this country is, that that is considered a controversial take. What has been the blowback for Dave Chappelle after talking about, well, scientific facts? Yeah, so I think um, we can all pretty guess what's, what's, what's been happening with Dave Chappelle. The whole alphabet mafia, as we like to call them, uh, has been going after him. They've been calling uh, not only for him to apologize, um, but also for Netflix to pull the show off of its, off of its platform, uh, which would be an extraordinary move if it did happen. Um, so you're having groups like GLAAD and various transgender groups but you're also having people like transgender employees at Netflix who have organized against their own company, uh, saying that these jokes that Dave Chappelle has been, um, you know, has been saying on this show and past shows as well, actually represent a kind of physical harm to them, that they're actually harmed by these jokes and that they're calling for their employer to, uh, to apologize and also to pull the show from its platform. So it's been outrageous, it's been, it's been unbelievable. Okay, and color me shocked, David, but so far, at least, it looks like Netflix is actually standing firm. This is hardly some hardcore right-winger company. Why are they standing firm, and are they? Exactly. They are standing firm. So far, they have refused to cave to the woke mob. And while I do commend Netflix on that, I think we should be cautious about giving them too much credit because, as you said, it is a left-wing company. You have to remember that, um, you know, Susan Rice was on their board until recently. You know, they have a production deal with Obama. So this is a very, very left-wing company. I suspect the reason that they're refusing to cave is because Dave Chappelle represents big bucks for them. Um, he represents huge viewership numbers for them. Um, he's probably one of their most viewed comedians. Uh, he represents potential new subscribers for them. And for Netflix, new subscribers is the key to the future. So they're not going to throw Dave Chappelle under the bus uh, because a few transgender employees are angry. Uh, they have their eye on the bottom line. So that's what I mean when I say we shouldn't give them too much credit because they're looking at the bottom line, they're looking at their business model, um, and they're not really standing up for freedom of speech, I suspect, uh, per se. They're actually looking out for themselves first. David, I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here because I'm actually fascinated about this, and you know more about this stuff than anybody I've ever talked to. These online subscription services, and Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, there's 10,000 of them now. Uh, everyone knows they're there. They seem to be coming out with a new movie or a new extended series every other minute. It's not cheap to make a movie or new ex or, or extended series. So it tells me these things are absolute cash cows. And yet 
$15 a month or whatever it is for Netflix, that fun, there is enough subscribers, they can make a new movie and a new series every other day? These things are that big? That's a very good question, Jesse. And the answer is that Netflix borrows a lot of money. That is the reason that uh, they're able to fund so much, uh, so much content. Uh, like you said, there's like a new series, there's a new movie almost every week. They're borrowing billions and billions of dollars. And a lot of people um, you know, in the media um, have questioned whether this is a sustainable model. There are some people who think this is a house of cards and it's gonna fall because when that debt comes due, um, Netflix may not be able to pay it if it's not able to build its subscriber base to a sufficient level. Um, so that's why they're cautious about saying anything against Dave Chappelle. They don't want to lose subscribers because that's their key to repaying that debt. Okay, well, that actually accidentally leads me into a perfect segue in my next question. We have online rating sites like Rotten Tomatoes. It's one of the famous, if not the most famous ones, where the critics will assign a score to things, and then the audience will assign a score to things. And like Dave Chappelle or the new Fauci documentary, the audience loved it, the critics hated it. So what my question is, these online subscription services, they are taking on mountains of debt, as you just said. They need subscribers to stay and need new ones. They are constantly being shown that people do not want more woke trash, and yet they're putting out more woke trash. This looks like the business model for shooting yourself in the foot. What am I missing, David? It does, doesn't it? Um, like you said, the Fauci documentary had this huge disparity on Rotten Tomatoes uh, between what the critics thought and what the audience thought. Um, the fact is, is that a lot of these, you know, Fauci is a drop in the bucket for Disney. Um, like you said, Fauci is streaming on Disney Plus right now, and Disney Plus owns National Geographic. Disney is the largest uh, studio in Hollywood. It's the largest media company in the world. Um, for them, Fauci is a very, very small uh, percentage of what they spend each year on content. So they can put out Fauci and uh, kind of appeal to uh, the media, get lots of positive media coverage, um, get in the good graces of the media elites. Um, they'll piss off some people, but that's a very small price to pay for them in terms of the overall amount of content that they're spewing each year. I mean, you look at Disney+, Plus. there's a ton of content on there right now. You look at Hulu, which Disney owns a majority of, uh, there's more content on that. They have 20th Century Fox, what used to be 20th Century Fox. So for Disney, this is, this is small potatoes. Uh, but I think in the long run, uh, I think consumers uh, will become smarter. They'll become more wary. Uh, a lot of there's more competition for their dollars now. So if they see a movie like Fauci, they don't like it. They they they're going to cancel their subscription. So I think Disney needs to pay attention to that. But again, like I said, Disney is so huge that they can afford to take this hit in terms of the negative uh, backlash towards Fauci. David, I, I want to ask you about China when it comes to our entertainment. You've been wonderful. You've been on my radio show before. I need to have you back soon again, by the way, about, about explaining about China. Because I recently talked to a sports guy about NBA stuff. It doesn't matter. But I asked, I said, hey, they're losing an audience. TV ratings are down. Are these guys idiots? And he said, they're not losing money, though, because of China. China is still funding enough of it. Is that the same case with this stuff? Because it doesn't seem like people are still going to the movies. It, it, it seems like they should be losing money, but they're still going. Yeah, China is, is a very, very, very thorny issue for Hollywood right now because China is clamping down in terms of the number of Hollywood movies it is allowing to play on domestic screens. China has built up its entertainment industry to, the, to, a, to a stage where 
it not only rivals the United States, but it has surpassed the United States. Um, so the number of, let's say, Marvel movies or Pixar movies that it's allowing to play on Chinese screens is dwindling year by year. And Hollywood is in a panic because up till now, they've depended greatly on China uh, for box office revenue to help these blockbuster movies turn a profit. But that may no longer be the case because, as I've said before, and, I, and I'll say it again, um, you know, Hollywood needs China more than China needs Hollywood at this point. And China is, 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 is the one that's telling Hollywood what to do. China owns studios like Legendary, which is putting out the new Dune movie, which is coming out in a couple weeks. Um, you know, they, they continue to fund lots of Hollywood movies. Um, but Hollywood is, is, is in a bind because they can no longer count on the Chinese market uh, to sustain their business model anymore. So I think a lot of executives in Hollywood are in a very, very nervous state because they don't know what to do next. Okay, now I, I don't want to be a king cynic here, but that sounds like great news for somebody like me who doesn't want communist gutter trash being put out on the movie screen. If Hollywood gets squeezed and doesn't have to appeal to China anymore, they're going to have to appeal to me, right? And obviously, I mean, me, I mean, all of us, the normal person, right? Can't that be a good thing? I would hope so, and I hope so, and I hope you're right. I hope that's the case. But I, I you know, the cynic in me says that studios are still going to try to, um, you know, to, to, to vie for those ever-dwindling number of slots that China allows for foreign movies to play on their screens, and that's still going to play a, a huge role. Like I said, I hope you're right, but I, I have a feeling that it, it, if, if any change is going to come, it's, it's not going to be very, very, it's going to take a long time to come. David, thank you so much, my man. Go read all of his stuff at Breitbart. It's outstanding always. David, I appreciate you, man. Thank you, Jesse. All right. Lighten the mood. Next. There's a lot going on in this country, but I just have to tell you, as we enter light in the mood here, I stand in full support of this country continuing to support Brandon. They're going to help kick this thing off. All right, guys, ready? In three, two, one. Drivers, start your engines. Let's go, Brandon. 41. I'll see you tomorrow.